Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. All right, man. So we're back again with our By the Book Bible study. By the Book. I I was excited about this first time. I'm still excited about this. I think you and I are even going to grow through this in our understanding. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you go to the book. Well, Romans is a recovering Romans. Uh, if you guys watched the first one, um, and like you said in the first one, Romans is a very it's the essentials of the faith. Yes, there. Yeah. yes, it's, it's an, an important amazing, book, amazing book, amazing book. And um, in the first episode, we got through verses one through five, one through five. Yeah, and I honestly, do recommend you going back and and listening to it. Now, there's there are kind of times it seems like we're rabbit trailing, but we're really not because it's connected to the verses. These verses are igniting these ideas to bring into the discussion, and that's cool. That's what the Bible does. But I was going. We don't know how far we're going to make it today. Yeah, but we're going. You know, we'll just see. I'm going to read, pick it back up where we left off. I'm going to read verse six through verse fourteen. Or let's see. Yeah, verse 14. It ends with a period. That's good. Some of these verses end with a colon or semicolon. I like yeah. to read on to the period. So I'm going to read verse 6 through verse 14, and we'll just go from there. And I'm, I read uh, out of the King James Version, so it may be a little bit old English, but that's clear enough to understand, I think. Among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ? To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. To the end you may be established." In other words, for the purpose that, you know, you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, parenthesis, but was left, let hitherto, to. So, let me back up, because I like reading it without the parenthesis, because it yeah. makes it clear, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, <laughs> now would I not... Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So, Alan, start unpacking it wherever you want to, man. I'm all ears. Okay, so the best of my understanding, (laughs) I'm going to start on eight. Now, if you feel that you need to go back six and seven, the only thing mm. I want to I'll say real briefly, take me about 30 seconds, and then you can go with verse 8, is I should, probably should have just kind of backed up to, the, to verse 1 and read it all so that it's clear. But I love verse 6 that because Paul has just said of himself in verse 5, he said, We have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, colon. So in other words, not the end of the sentence. Among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. And so it's not, it's, it's yeah. encouragement. You yes. are called of Jesus Christ right. to something, you know, called to salvation, called to share the gospel, called to yep. do a lot of things. And so everybody who's a Christian is called and he's, he's acknowledging that right here. And I think that's awesome. Yes. And then he says to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, because he's talking to saints. He's talking yeah. to believers. Beloved yeah. of God. I just like that. It's encouraging. It's, it's uh, you know, I like to think of that sometimes. That we are beloved of God, even though we're unworthy. We're called of God, even though we're not righteous, but, you know, in our own in our own works. But, okay, so, yeah, carry on. Verse 8. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, so, it says, you know, first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So even though Paul himself really didn't have anything to do with their faith particularly, okay, he had heard about them. I mean, yeah, you, right. you hear about when you, just us as people, you hear about someone, you're like, oh. You're the one I've heard about. And that's how he feels. He feels, I mean, I feel like he almost feels awestruck that, as it says later on, he's praying to go 
there and mm-hmm. he, he wants to go there. Mm-hmm. It says that later on even too. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who shares and is is strong in the faith is like you are. I mean, that's Yeah. <laughs> you want to be around them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's why yeah. If you go to a church where you're like, oh, man, I got to go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like these people. Man, find you a church where you're like family. Yeah. I mean, ours is. Oh, I know ours is. Yeah. This I mean, is the greatest church environment I've ever been in my yeah, life. I love the, it. the best. So, you know, he's just, well, well, first, I guess I should have started with this. He thanks God. Ain't that good. <laughs> well, thanksgiving to God is always in your everyday prayer life that should be the very first thing you do mm-hmm. you give god thanksgiving give because the fact and you always have something to thank him for you woke up this morning mm-hmm. for yeah. some people that may not be good yeah. i mean there's people out there that are suffering very very much and and they're ready to go home but the fact if you're it, you can be thankful to god for you you know what i woke up I took mm-hmm. my first breath this morning. Thank you, God. Yeah, and even for those that maybe waking up this morning wasn't necessarily good because they're ready to go home, they need to be thankful that they got a home to go to. And that's heaven. true. That is very true. To be thankful so for. there's always something. That's you're right. right. Yes. There's always something to be thankful for. Yes. So he just, you know, to me, he's like, thank you, God, for the Romans, for for these people that are also called how does it say to be uh called to be saints called to be saints i mean just <laughs> yeah i don't know to me I, I a lot of times when i read this i'm like okay put yourself in paul's perspective how are you feeling when you're you know and you just think about someone that's got the same faith and you're just I guess it's like I feel I'm serious when I come to church on Sundays. I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I love. I mean, it's probably the highlight of my week. Mm-hmm. Paul d- definitely had a strong sense of his spiritual brother family, his his yes. the brotherhood, his yes. brothers and sisters, the children of God. He had a strong sense of that, and he's kind of like saying. So I, I hear, apparently, I've got family in Rome because these yes. believers, these people yes. of great faith in God, I want to come meet them. I want to be with them. You know, I want to. Yeah. Maybe I can do something to help them because we also do realize Paul was an incredible apostle. You know, yeah. heavily gifted by God in many spiritual things, which even comes to light in a couple of verses. Yeah, and he's like, I, I want to go and be a help in any way I can, and yeah. you know, help establish them. And yeah, he, so he had a longing, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. So, I'm going to go on nine. Go ahead, we go, go with yeah, eight. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So you know, for God is my witness. Let Let's stop right there. When he's talking to them, he's saying, "He's you already know he's a strong man of faith, and he's he's going to tell you, look, God is my witness. Everything he's fixing, you know, he's saying he's saying it's he means true. It. Yeah, it's, it's, it's from the heart. True, yeah. Because you don't say this person is my witness, and that person goes. You're a liar. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, that's not. I mean, he's, you know. So, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. So, he's saying, you know what? I pray for you guys constantly, and God can tell you. God himself would approve. Would, yes. Yeah, agree. What I'm telling y'all is true. That's you can just whole... imagine God saying, I approve this message. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, that just comes to my head. I don't know why, yeah. but all. <laughs> I like it, though. Um, but I mean, you kind of, when you read and you, you go back and you, you look at what what we said before, you know, he heard about their faith throughout the whole world. And he prays for them. I mean, it all ties back to each other. And that's one thing. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just so wonderful. It's great. Just put yourself. That That's how I do it. When I'm mm-hmm. reading the Bible, I put myself in, you know, I that's try to right put to myself. Yeah. Well, because you almost feel 
the feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you almost can when you because you've said this before. Uh, you read the Bible enough, and someone can read something to you, not even tell you where it's from, and you can tell what book or yeah. at least Hope one of the books because mm-hmm. of how it's read. Mm-hmm. And in our Bible study at church, we're reading John. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference between John and Paul, but they are both very They're, zeal. Yeah, for they have their, a great love of yes, God and a yes. zeal for the people of God. And God. yeah, absolutely. Yes. So. I mean, it's just a. You're making me think of something. Well, this this verse makes me think of. Paul says it four times, not in this exact quote, but he says this concept four times in the New Testament. And I think only he can even rightly say this and it not be wrong. But he says, "Be ye followers of me, as I am of Christ." Yeah. And here is what he means. I pray. God is my witness. I pray for you guys without ceasing, and I long to be like this. Paul has lived a template of something that we are to look at and say, that's, you know, that's our pattern. That's, he's our example in a lot of ways. Let me, okay. I often say it this way, and I'll have to be careful to qualify it, but Paul is like our Moses in the New Testament. Moses, you know, was there. Uh, example Moses was their judge in a sense and and even Paul judges certain things for the church it's it's Paul the apostle who actually establishes for us certain offices in the church he he himself went and ordained elders he ordained bishops he ordained deacons he told Timothy and Titus to structure things in this way it was Paul who was given that okay again why do I say Paul is like our Moses Moses was given a vision of heaven by God. Yeah. He was shown things there, and then God said, what you have seen in heaven, I want you to make a pattern of it on earth. That's what he told Moses, and Moses did that. The tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, Mm -hmm. all of those things was done under the supervision of Moses. Well, Paul himself also says at one point, he was caught up to the third heaven. He says, whether in the body or out of the body, I can't tell. But he was shown by Christ. It's obvious that he was. It doesn't actually say it, but he had to have been, the Spirit of God revealed it to him or whatever. He was shown by Christ sort of this template of this is what the church is supposed to look like and be like and operate like, and you set it up. And so, anyway, long story short, Paul is kind of like a Moses to us in a sense of he laid out, where do you find these doctrines of church order and and, and discipline and all this? But his epistles, you don't find yeah. it in 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 peter or even uh you know first second or third john you find it in ephesians colossians thessalonians those were letters to churches of yep. what to do and so it just again be followers of me as i am of christ paul is saying follow this pattern i have laid out for you and this is one of the beautiful places is all i was getting it back down to is he prayed yeah he prayed for his fellow believer from his heart yeah daily and like you're saying when you look at his whole his whole sort of message and all the things that he did and said and you begin to think about it from his perspective you feel you begin to feel what he must have felt you begin to think yeah. oh he must he must have felt very compassionate towards these people or whatever and so it is it's very interesting i didn't mean to take no, you off fine. course but yeah i'll read the verse again one more time and then you can get collect your thoughts and unpack it he says for god is my witness and like you said he don't say that very flippantly he, no. he you know he's not saying that like the bum down the road god is my witness i saw a nader take up ethel to, you know. well just like you reading from if you read from the beginning his sincereness so that's what tells you when he says for god is my witness well you know how sincere he's already been up to this point yes yeah he's very very serious he's already set that tone i agree okay so for god is my witness whom i serve with my spirit and the gospel of his son that without ceasing i make mention of you always in my prayers go ahead yeah unpack it more or whatever you feel like doing or you can go to the next verse i don't care it's up to you. Is there anything you want to add tonight? I, I did want to add one thing, and you can just get your thoughts yeah. collected on the next verse while I speak. So, something we passed in verse 8 that I just wanted to mention. is, is Paul says this a lot through Jesus Christ. 
Mm-hmm. Like he says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. And he says that phrase, through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, it comes up in his writings often and all the time. And a lot of times people don't really understand because it is worded in such a way it's kind of weird. It's like, what do you mean I thank my God through Jesus Christ? Well, Paul sees himself, like we talked about last week about his gra- the grace. Yep. He sees himself, I'm an apostle through Jesus Christ. Yep. You know, Christ is the one that done this. I've received yep. grace through Christ. I have received apostleship and the ability to even be obedient to the faith through Christ. It's And he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. It's through, Paul sees everything that he does in this life as being through, in other words, because of and by the power of and by the grace of and by the life of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful way to see life. You could say, I came to church today through Jesus Christ, my that's, Lord, you know, and it. I'm here to serve him and worship him. I, 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 everything I'm doing, I'm doing through his power, through his gift, and for his sake or whatever. And so, okay, yeah, go ahead with the, whatever you feel like going with. All right, so in 10, let me see how I'm going to do this. I'm going to read it first. Yeah, okay. go ahead, go ahead. Making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. Okay. So this right here, and let's go back to, to verse one where it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So we broke that down last week. A servant does follows what his master says. Mm-hmm. So he's not, even though he really, you could tell he wants to go to Rome. He's ready to go to Rome. He wants to be with these people. He's letting God, Jesus, he's let, he's following their lead. That's right. Mm-hmm. He said, well, it's not time yet. And he's ready, but he's not going. He's going to make sure that his master mm-hmm. says, now it's time to go. Mm-hmm. But man, that must have been, I mean, think about how hard that could, that had to have been on him. I mean, I'll bring this up again, going back, going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our church starts at twelve thirty. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah, and I've got a. I've, it's a forty five minute drive for me, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm rare and I'm ready to go. But you, just, that's the way he feels. He's he wants to go. Mm-hmm. He's ready, but he's got to wait for. You know. Well, he, he yes, he 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 again. This is how Paul sees life, and it's how we ought to see life. If Paul saw life that way, then that's the way that's life it. is. He he sees life as. Well, in another place in the book of Acts, it tells us that he had sought to go and be with a certain church. And I want I, I cannot say that. I can't remember the name of it. I want to say it's Antioch or something. You know, he says, but Satan had hindered him. And he looks at all of these things as God as God. This is ultimately God's doing. And here's an interesting thing there is he says, making request, request to who? To God. He's praying. He's making requests to God. That he's, so in other words, he's praying. He's saying that I pray, I pray, yeah. make, and you know, making mention of you always in my prayers, making a request. So in his prayer, he is making a request to God that he may be able to make this journey to see those Christians in, at Rome. However, nowadays people, there's a whole movement of people that don't make requests they make demands yeah you know they say you know i'm going to rome and can't hell or satan stop me because i've got the power of god you know i can name it and claim it and all this i can command the winds and seas and i tell people all the time god tells us to make our request known yeah and then James is connected to this. James says, you say, I'm going to go here this year and sell some stuff and make some money and go there. And he said, but what you ought to say is, if it be the will of God, I'll go do this. You know, Paul and Paul did do that. If it's the will of God, I'm praying. I'm making request because God says you can make your request. But it's according to the will of God. Yep. That by the will of God, I'd have a prosperous journey and that I would be able to make it there because he was certainly under attack all the time oh, yeah. by the devil and people. Yep. And so, yeah, go ahead. Yep. So, man, I just trying to, I guess I keep going back to this. The emotion of Paul, when you read Romans, 
you can't help but feel the emotions of Paul in this. And he knows that when he gets to Rome, that he's going to, they're going to make a difference in his life. He's going to make a difference in their life. And that's where it, I guess, verse 11 comes in. Um, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Mm-hmm. So I'll, my thought is, or my, I guess my question is, and, and you may be able to help me on this, and I've dug into it a little bit, and I, ugh, trying to think of what book it was in, where it talks about spiritual gifts. But do you think that he already knew the spiritual gift, or was God going to reveal the spiritual gift when he got there? This is a much debated verse throughout history. Really I'm sure is. it is. That's why. That's probably why it kept <laughs> keep me. I don't know how many times I read it. Yeah, because what he's saying is clear. It's there in black and white. But what does he mean is very unclear. Yeah, because there's one group of people that thinks that he could convey or whatever a gift of the spirit to you by touch. There's a group of people that thinks that what he means is that he could say, let's t- he could touch someone and give them the gift of tongues or give them the gift of healing or whatever. And then there's another group of people that say, no, that's not really what he's talking about. It may be that he is, there's a lot, of, well, even, okay, a preacher is called a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians chapter 5, a teacher is called a spiritual gift. Yep. And so, when we look at like Timothy and Titus, he told Timothy and Titus I, for this cause, or for I think it was Titus for this cause, I left you in Crete to set and order those things which are lacking and to establish the churches, so to mm-hmm. speak. And so, in that sense, they were being established with a a, fun, a good, solid Bible teacher and this, that, right. and the other. And so, I, honestly, I don't know the answer. I, it's something that maybe the spiritual gift was by. The Lord lead him. Maybe not everybody got the same spiritual gifts. Like what you're—that's what you're saying, right? Well, say that again. So you're saying maybe not everybody got the same spiritual gift. What I'm saying is I don't even necessarily know that he's—he—he he may be, and I'm not—I'm totally not, not against it. Whatever it says or whatever it means, that's what right. I want to discover. I don't want to determine what it says. I want right. to discover what it says. I don't necessarily know that he's talking here about. Spiritual gifts in the sense of what we think of in Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, or Corinthians, verse 10, I can't remember. One of the Corinthians, chapter 12, 13, and 14, the teaching on the spiritual yeah. gifts, where he says, Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual gifts. Right. Okay. I don't necessarily know that right there he's talking about that kind of thing. Because uh, it could be, but it also, there's a lot of different gifts so to speak of the holy spirit like grace or right. a, a, a good solid church to go to in a way that's yeah. a gift of the spirit you see what i'm saying so i don't know that he's necessarily talking about what we would consider these miraculous gifts of the spirit he may be i just don't really know but what we do know is that what he's saying is he says the way your the way yours worded it is more clear but he says here to the end that you may be established in other words for the for the whole purpose to establish right. you, to make you firm in the faith and in the doctrines of the gospel of God's son Jesus Christ you know, that's his whole agenda that's his whole hope and goal right. it wasn't necessarily to empower people with some supernatural thing maybe he did that but i don't know i don't ne- i don't fully understand it i'll just be honest with we'll you we'll see and well like you said Hotly debated yeah, over hotly the years. Debated, yeah. um, because to try and get a clearer sense for myself, I did read a, a commentary on just this to try to, because I was like, I'm stumped. Mm-hmm. And okay, so I now that you've told me it's hotly debated, well, maybe there was a reason I'm stumped because <laughs> not really anybody yeah. can uh, fully understand what he's saying here. But In 12, and th- this will tie in to mm-hmm. 11, uh, he says, that is, that's usually how you correct yourself. Mm-hmm. So he says, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. 
Mm-hmm. So, so what did your commentary say? On which one? The verse you just the verse eleven. You said you read a commentary on it. What yeah. was it? Um, did, you, did you get anything out of it or no? Was you done talking about that or did we get sidetracked? When I when I re- okay, so I read the first commentary and it was kind of like to me to me it felt like it really wasn't even covering the, the question. Okay, okay. And then the next commentary, um, that's how I found the teaching on the spiritual gifts in. First Corinthians, mm-hmm. and then so I went to First Corinthians and read, and then I was still all right. So when I said to you, the the commentary said that Paul may not even have known the spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. He was even he may he may have known God may have already revealed it to him. He may not know until he gets there and it's revealed to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you look in the way God works, it could be either way because God already knows who needs what, but yeah, I, I, I guess, man, I don't want to take you off no, track at all. Go ahead. I, I need to admit, I perhaps have a bias in how I understand this. I don't know that to be the case. But again, to me, look, if you read like what you said, that was really good. And you said that is like he's he's qualifying or you said correcting, but he's kind of given more context to what he, to what he just said. said. Yep. And so he says, I, well, first of all, he says, I long mm-hmm. to see you again. This is the love of Paul for the people. Yep. I long to see you. But he says that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. That is that I may be encouraged or comforted together with you by the mutual faith. Both of you. And me. Here's what I'm getting at. The fact that he says the word spiritual gift, people in their minds immediately go to these what's called the gifts of the spirit as far as like sort of miraculous supernatural gifts. But that doesn't have to be what he's talking about. Let me mm-hmm. give you an example. If all the apostles showed up at church today, <laughs> uh, just his presence would impart to me the gift mm-hmm. of being encouraged. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just him coming there, yeah, yeah. Of and 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 his just him showing up would be like. Uh, what? Well, by the way, there is a gift of encouragement. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. And so he, he uh, just his presence, I would be spiritually yeah. encouraged. I didn't think him. of it that way. Yes, because he's already telling them that they're, um, excuse me, that they're. Faith is being talked about throughout the whole world. Yeah. So that would be encouraging to him mm-hmm. and to them because he's coming to see them. Right, yeah. He's heard about them. Yes. And he, like you said, longs to see them, to visit. Yes. So. Yes. And if we think about the world during this time, these, these churches during the lifetime of Paul, were being where they were this is when the church was being established yes. that this is when the church was i mean the church has always been there in a sense you know even moses calls israel coming out of egypt the church in the wilderness and so a group of believers has always been there in a sense but it was really not until jesus christ came that we can have what we call the new testament or new covenant church mm-hmm. and jesus said upon this rock i will build my church so that was it was a building that was about to be built up and all that and paul is one of the main tools that christ is using to establish and build the church and so when he uses the word establish i think that's a significant word it gives us a context to what does he mean how do you establish someone will see paul went around and started Many mm-hmm. churches. He was a pastor at Ephesus for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wrote the reason we have the letters to the Corinthians and to the Thessalonians and to the Ephesians was because he wrote them to those churches yep. to establish them in the faith, establish meaning to start them off right on the fundamental doctrines of Christ. Yeah, you know, that's how that's what he means. He was a, he was setting firm the things that needed to be set firm. And so all I'm saying is this. This could mean he was going to give them the gift of healing and give them the gift of tongues and give them the gift of knowledge and give them the gift of wisdom. It could mean that. However, in the context, it doesn't seem to mean that. It seems like he meant something different. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, 
that's you know that's my two cents on it. I would really like to study a little bit more, but when he says that is, it's almost like he's saying the gift that I would be encouraged and you would be encouraged right. and encouraging is a gift. I tell Katrina all the time, Alan's a gift. Well, because you encourage me all the time, you know what I mean. And so, you know, you're a gift to me in a sense. And she says it too. She's like, God put Alan in your life because I, you know, some you, you have been a help to me in a lot of ways. And I don't want to get sidetracked with it, but you know, it could be something that simple. You yeah. Know? Well, I, you know, you you just opened my eyes because right after the spiritual gift, he does talk about and you know mm-hmm. encouraged mm-hmm. and and when you said when you said what you said, I was like. And you know, think about the people that are placed in your lives. You just you just covered this. Think about the people that are placed in your lives. They're in your lives for a reason. Mm-hmm. God put them in your life for a reason. That's right, and that's how He sees it too. God's doing, you know, and, God's doing. And yeah. that's the way. That's the way that me and Bobby feel about your family. We, yeah. who'd have thought, pigs brought <laughs> pigs. our families together? Yeah, man, selling pigs. Trading pigs, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's just when yes. you think about it, you know, God works in amazing ways, mm-hmm. and I mean, just if you're a believer, you've probably already realized what works in that God has done in your life to to open your eyes to something. Mm-hmm. If you're not a believer. I've already said, you know, look, even if you're not a believer, unless you're completely anti God, I, I guarantee you have a Bible in your house somewhere. <laughs> if you yeah, travel a lot, yeah. there there's there's Bibles in every Bibles hotel room. in every hotel room. Mm-hmm. It may not be hey, it's, the best it, translation, it, yeah, but, but it's, it's there. It's there, man, yeah. And and this is kind of getting off base a little bit but the the just the fact that there still are bibles in every hotel room is almost encouraging it's, it's not very encouraging the the word of god is not dead that's right man it I, never I, will I thank god for the gideon people that put those bibles yeah. out there too man I, I, I don't even know what necessarily what the version is but i know this the gospel is intact enough in those books that i there's I, and by the way, I just to clarify, I said the word intact, I, not attacked. But I said it so quickly that it may have sounded like I was saying attack. No, I'm saying it. It's it's, it's still there. That right. I couldn't tell you how many people has been converted and saved by reading the Gideon's Bible. Man. Well, okay, and we've talked about this before. Or I talked about it on the last, um, by the book, that God broke Paul down because of the person he was before mm-hmm. to make him who he was. If any, uh, If anyone has ever had to travel for a living you have some long days and you feel so broken at the end of the day mm-hmm. and all it takes is opening that drawer let's see what's in this drawer you open it there's the bible mm-hmm. by curiosity or by some kind of something leading you you read mm-hmm. that bible that could change your whole life yeah somebody just shows up in the hotel room and maybe they see the bible there and they're like oh man i ain't really i ain't heard nothing out of here since i was a kid and they're just like let's yep. see what this ridiculous thing says and then they're like oh he was bruised for my transgressions and they start thinking about it you know what i'm saying yeah hey, it has you the power do, man all you gotta do is open yeah. it I, and i'm not saying that this is what happens but where you open and start reading, there's probably a reason that you started reading right there. Yeah, it could very well be the case. Man. And I know that's happened for me before, you know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I'm encouraged. Yeah. Uh, well, think of what a spiritual, how, how much of a spiritual blessing and gift it is to be encouraged and to have someone that enters into your life that is an encouragement to you, that yeah. is a strength to you, that is a hope to you. Like I said, I mean, can you imagine if the Apostle Paul showed up here? We would all be encouraged. If he was showed up, if he showed up here and was like, hey, I heard of you guys' faith, I wanted to come visit. He'd be a guest on our podcast. You better put believe a third that. Chair yeah. right here. I would be like, hey, yeah, you sit right here and talk, man. We're just going to sit and listen. Yes. And I can't believe you're here, brother, man. Could I you, mean, could you imagine soaking in? I mean, oh, the wh- I wouldn't. I'd be like, I just want to listen to everything yeah. you got to say, man. You know, so this his presence, in a sense, was a yeah. gift of encouragement to those people. And they had given him the great gift of encouragement because 
He, he, well, he says it. He was encouraged by yeah. hearing their faith. This is a man who faced so many trials. You know, he had been through so much. He yeah. Had, he had... He had every reason to be discouraged, but he's not. Yeah, he's encouraged because he hears of faith and people in Rome, and you know well, it's it's awesome. This book's full of people that had reason to be discouraged. Yes, Job. Yeah. Oh Lord, of mercy! My God, he lost yeah. everything. Yeah, and wouldn't turn from. It wouldn't turn. He said, "The Lord giveth, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." And and if you're out there thinking, ah. The devil doesn't try you like that. Look, oh, Lord mercy. Look he at what does. he did. Yeah. I mean, he, yes, he had to convince God. Let me, let mm-hmm. me, let me do the, do everything. You know, he, I'll do anything to him, but kill him. Mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and man, you know, the Bible does teach us that Satan is like a roaring lion roaming to and fro seeking whom he made a better. Yeah. Your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion, it says. I mean, and it, it says your adversary. Yep. You know, he's against all of us. And at different times in our lives, we face things, and we may not even realize that, you know, they. it was traps. I mean, the Bible actually says the devil, the wiles of the devil, yep. which is, you know, these, I always think wily coyote, you know, yeah. <laughs> setting these things out yeah. there to try and get you. It says the snares, traps, I mean, fiery darts. You know what I'm saying? It's the, We may not realize that, oh, this is something the devil done to me here to discourage me or take yeah. away my witness. But well, he I'm, does. And Paul had that to deal with, but he was encouraged. I'm sorry, I mean, man. here's a perfect example. Your days, the, probably some of the hardest days are Sundays and Wednesdays before oh, we're yeah, about like, to meet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when on Wednesdays, something will always go wrong at work. And I got because like I said, I got 45 minutes from the house to church, but from my work, it's another 15 minutes to the house. So I've got to actually leave on time. I can't let anything hinder me. And something always tries to hinder me on mm. Wednesdays. Always. I believe that. I do believe the devil does do that. And you know? they always put the slowest car in front of me on the way to church on Sundays. <laughs> They always do. Yeah. And if nothing else, even if it don't get you, it don't hinder you from getting here, what it does get you to is by the time you get here, you're about to, you're about to explode. You know, yeah. it's like, you're frustrated. It yeah, it doesn't yeah. got you frustrated, doesn't got you stirred up inside and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it happens, man, for sure. Yeah. Um, you want to pick back up on the uh, verse 12? That, or let's see, what was it? Yeah, we just read verse 12. Well, we can actually end with verse 12 if you want to, because really kind of when he says, now I would not have you ignorant, brethren. Yeah. He's kind of taking on a new. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we can go on well, with it. I, I don't care. But he's kind of taking on a new a thought and kind of a new thought has come to his mind. And it, uh, well, I guess I don't know. I mean, in a sense, he's continuing on, but. Yeah, it kind of, in a way, it does go with. Really, I guess the new thought really, really begins at verse 16. Okay. For I'm not ashamed to, you know, preach. But yeah. So we can finish this out if you want to, because, I mean, we still got time. You have anything else that you'd like to say or add to the... On 12? On, on 12 or 11 or whatever before we move on? No, how about you? No, I'm good. All right. So now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you but was hindered until now that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among other the other Gentiles. That's just what we were just talking about. He was mm-hmm. hindered. <laughs> yeah. Like he was planning to go, but he kept being hindered. But also, go ahead with the you fruit. Know, and- well, to my knowledge, it doesn't say what hindered him. What, Mm-mm. in your mind, in your thoughts, after reading a lot of this um was it he wasn't done where he was at was it something like we were just talking about hindered him a constant when he was trying to and so it it could have been any and i'll tell you why yeah at one at, at for one in one place he specifically says that he had purposed, the same language he right. uses here, he had purposed to go to this other church. He says, but Satan hindered us. In one right. place, he literally says that. Okay, but in another place, we know that he says that he was shipwrecked three times. Yep. Uh, and so could it be he was like 
just hindered physically like this is a barrier i mean mean, a a barrier like maybe he was like on a boat and i was coming man but we were hindered you know shipwrecked to to me it sounds like it all leads back to the depth to it, Satan. It very well could. It he very he well did could. not want him getting he did, to the he didn't, he didn't want. If you look, it's amazing. If you look on every other page of after you get past Acts chapter 7. I'm not kidding. I've done it. Look, every other page. And they sought to kill Paul. And they sought to kill Paul. Yeah. And they, they lied in wait and sought to kill Paul. And other Christians, of course, too. But, man, I mean, the dude was like, this is like Jesus was. When Jesus was here in the flesh, he was having to constantly avoid stuff because they seeking to kill him constantly. Yeah. And, um, okay, so it could have been that. It could have been that he was in prison. I don't know if he was in yeah. prison when he wrote. I don't, I don't know. But he, we do know that he was in prison like no less than six or seven times. Yeah. So it could have been that. It could have been a lot of different things. But he you know bottom line is he says it himself he was he was he was held up he was held up that's basically what it means i've tried to come or i want to come i've purposed to come i've prayed to be able to come and i hope to be able to make a prosperous journey to you but stuff just keeps happening yeah stopping me you know yeah so and um now let me think i'm gonna go back to something you said now i gotta try to remember what it was I've lost that thought. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but he, oh, sought to kill. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you look at what we are going through in this time and age, the Christians are, are being sought to be killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually mm-hmm. it's going to come down to that. Um, they haven't started executing us yet. Yes, but it, they will. But, the we talked about it on the last podcast. The steps are already being taken mm-hmm. to get us to that point, mm-hmm. and it's it's clear as bell. I mean, Jesus said uh, there'd be wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, famines, earthquakes mm-hmm. in diverse places. But he said, "But these are the beginning of the sorrows." Yeah, and he says, "Then they shall deliver you up and shall kill you for yeah. my name's sake." Okay, in in Revelation chapter six, the fifth seal is it's a, a sort of a vision of heaven there and he says and i saw the souls of them under the altar that had been martyred mm-hmm. and they cried out you know how long O lord holy and true does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth because they had been killed for their faith yeah. now guess what what god said though so the question how long do you not judge and avenge us and he said until your fellow servants should be killed such as you were yeah I mean, powerful stuff. So, yeah, yeah sought, sought to kill. They'll, yeah. Right now, they're seeking to sort of get the legislation in place to yeah. isolate us, highlight us, and kill us, really. Right. I mean, right. Well, that's, that's, I think it was during your, your sermon today, you talked about. And I'm trying to remember back. I lose my train of thought all the time, people. I promise you, you're going to have to get well, used look, to this. This is why this is part of why it happens here at this table. And the only reason I don't lose my train of thought more than I do is because I've been preaching for seven years, <laughs> and it helps. Because there's when you're preaching, right. there's so many distractions, and you see oh. so much stuff happen that you just kind of learn to you stay on your train of thought and ignore everything else. Like right now, here's why you keep losing your train of thought. Because there's three lights right in your face. There's a camera going. There's dogs outside barking. Our kids are screaming. A minute ago, I heard the sheep. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, all of this is going to come through on the microphones yep. while I'm trying to stay talking and pretend that yep. I don't hear all this. And you're thinking, this is going to be an editing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so don't feel bad, I'm telling you. Half the time, one one skill that you get with podcasting and stuff and speaking publicly, so to speak, because even though there's not a real crowd there, right. we expect to be, right? Right. And one, one skill that you get is being able to talk when you don't really yet know where, like, you've kind of lost your train of thought, yeah. but you're able to kind of talk through it, and then all of a sudden, oh, it clicks back in there, and you stay on track, and people never know <laughs> what happened. Because honestly, I lose my train of thought up there preaching so many times, but I just kind of look back in my notes you know and kind of keep going with whatever direction i was going in and then suddenly it's like oh there it is it comes back to me so don't don't feel bad um we're we've been going for almost 40 minutes or over 40 minutes already and so we've about have a full show but i do want to i do want to finish if you don't okay. mind so maybe if i reread this this verse here it'll come back to you what you was going to say before the sought to kill thing 
And there's something we can say here about the fruit. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was left hitherto, that I might... Well, let me read it without the parenthesis. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. What's, what, what do you get out of that? <coughs> so, the I look at it as, uh, I might have some fruit among you. So... People with just as strong a faith, uh, passion that Paul has. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in my thoughts. And uh, and I was reading somewhere that it's thought to have been that there were the majority of Rome were Gentile. Mm-hmm. So, unlike you go back to the mutual faith it's they're in the same faith and that's where you'll find the fruits of other i mean you you meet somebody and if you just meet them in passing you may not know what kind of what they have to offer to the faith mm-hmm. but once you get to know them that's where you can that's where their place is in the faith and that per, and that place might help you Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know in one place he 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 talks about the believers as um, he says. What is? I'm trying to remember how he words it. But he he kind of looks at when a person is saved because of his work and his preaching. It's part mm-hmm. of the fruit of his labor. Yeah. And so in one sense, because he says, I'm ready to preach the gospel also to you that be in Rome. In one sense, he's hoping to have, to be able to preach and maybe, you know, people will be converted. But in another sense, I think this is a cool way to think about something. If we are a church goer, is are you thinking about what fruit can you have yeah. in that church? Because you can bear a lot of fruit in a church yeah. if you go and you... Well, like, you know, you, you're doing your study and different things that you're doing. You open and close with prayer a lot of times and just different things. You know, we can all bear fruit within the, the people group that we're in. Right. But like, you know, bear, bearing fruit might mean, you know, just encouraging someone or bearing fruit might mean helping someone in an understanding or just it can be a lot of things. Basically, uh, to me, he just kind of is wanting to be a fruitful person here, right. you know, to be beneficial, to help in some way and all this kind of stuff. And so... I think it's just interesting that he's wanting to go there to bear some fruit. We 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 should just kind of think about things that way, you know. Yeah. Not that we, not that we're exalting ourselves like we have something to give, but what can we do to help people that may, well, bear fruit in their life in some way? Praying for them, even right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, anything else you want to cover on that? I have pretty much said everything that I know of that I can say today. And plus, like I said a minute ago, we've had all kinds of distractions going on in the background. Yeah. You know, just had to, I'll edit it out, but I had to go outside and keep my dogs from killing each other a little while ago. Sundays are just full. They are. I mean, we've got, you got before church, then you, when you're trying to get your families ready for all this mm-hmm. and do the preparation for that, then you've got church you bring the message you got mm-hmm. that on your head and then you know after this is all said today yeah mm-hmm. we eat we eat dinner together <laughs> as a church yeah. and then you're like okay now we got to put ourselves we said that before we come in here we got to put our minds on podcast mode right and get off of the rest yes uh, and between me and you together we have 12 children outside yes <laughs> <laughs> we got 12 kids outside running around playing and we have about 50 hogs on the farm and so yeah there's been a lot kind of happened that's kind of caused me to i've lost a little bit of my focus here in this but honestly i think we have covered these verses yeah. good enough to be able to come back next week and start at verse 14 15 whatever and carry on and honestly too we're about to get into some really awesome yep. passages some awesome verses that are just oh you can just go on for days with them uh so i'm ex- i'm still excited about it and um if you tuned into part one well hopefully you tuned into part two but what i was going to say is if you tuned into this one if you download this one we have a part one and this is going to be an ongoing thing that you and yeah. i are doing we're, we're hoping to really get through the whole book of romans we may end up kind of having to hit highlights or something i don't really know but 
I, I want to go through the whole book because there's so much so much great stuff here, and we really ask that you'd stay with us through the Bible study. Yeah. Um, of course, lots of experiences that we've had in life is going to spill through and make their way through, but that's kind of what a Bible study is, right? It's yeah. you know, it's putting your life in the reference and the framework of the Bible. And so you can find us at remnantpodcast.net, not .com. We're hoping to buy .com, but it's not available yet. But remnantpodcast.net or on YouTube at mm-hmm. Remnant Podcast or on Odyssey at Remnant Podcast. And then, of course, we have audio versions also that's on the website, and then it's on a bunch of other platforms that I honestly can't even list them all right now. And so if you want to stay going through this with us, go to remnantpodcast.net. Or, and also, please leave questions, comments yeah. on YouTube or whatever. And you and I would love to get some questions or comments from people. Or, you know, and not in just not just in this podcast our other podcast if you have something that you'd like us to cover please comment uh we'll look into it definitely and i mean uh, there may come a time where we don't even have to try to find something yeah there may the people may have a we want to hear so much more motivating to do it oh i just hit my microphone to to dig into something when somebody's asking yeah that's true so, um, yeah, I forgot to mention we have not just the Bible study going, but we have another podcast playlist or category of things that you and I are doing called Logos Life. And in that, like today, we covered the globalist agenda yep. in the United States. And, of course, we're going to cover that in more detail because that's going to take at least two more parts, I suspect. And so, yeah, tune into that stuff. Leave questions, comments, whatever. Tell your friends about it. You know, help us spread the word. We're not getting any money for any of this. Nope. We just want to do it to fulfill Ezekiel. But we have, yes, yeah. <laughs> but we have a lot of content, not just those two podcasts. There's a lot of content on our website. So it's yes. it's a one-stop shop. Yep, mm-hmm. one-stop shop. I like that. My wife and I do a marriage thing. We do uh, like a news thing. And then also you and Katrina, my wife and me, mm-hmm. are actually starting, hopefully within the next 10 days, maybe two weeks, on doing street interviews. Street interviews. Which is going to be so cool. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and, and that's probably going to be a hot uh, item you know that, yeah. that one will probably get a whole lot more views but anyway i'm good you good i'm good